okay so hello welcome again oh i just kind of woke up from a nap well it's like 10 23 i took a nap i took a nap because i um received some news from my college that left me a bit drained um i told you guys that i was currently taking a break from high school gosh from college because um I was dealing with medical issues like I literally was admitted in the hospital last two weeks ago so um yeah I've had to step back from my schooling to take care of my health because my health is my priority obvi um and I can't like go to school if I'm not healthy so yeah I took a break from college it's been really weird telling people that because although people know that I have an illness and that it impacts me and everything that I do, they're still like, well, why aren't you in school? And I'm like, um, well, I could tell you the whole story, but I lost 80 pounds in like two months and I had to be admitted multiple times. It affected my transplanted kidney and at the end of the day, I had to be put on an ND, NG tube and do um, feeding because I couldn't eat through my mouth. Okay, so I had to put Pediasure in a feeding system and it would go through the NG tube into my stomach because I was like really, really sick. I could barely walk. Yeah, so I was 102 pounds excuse me for taking a break from school because I couldn't even take the train to go to school so yeah and that's like the short and sweet not even the whole pain story because there was a lot of pain associated with everything that I went through but I didn't even talk about that yeah so it's just hard because everyone's like so what are you doing now and I'm like well, I've taken this time to take care of myself. Uh, I literally needed to take this time to gain weight and recover from the shock that my body received um, and check my kidney to see if the transplant is still working and it's not rejected. So yeah, that's why I'm not in school. But now I um, get to enter school again after a very long and drawn out attempt to get a medical appeal that lasted way longer than it should have because people didn't have their stuff together you know one thing I want to say is like if you're a college student like don't beat yourself up and that's advice for me to take because sometimes everyone's human like just because you're in college now doesn't mean people are are not going to make mistakes people are still going to make mistakes nobody has it all figured out um so when i was trying to get my medical appeal just one one class was not giving me the w that i needed because i i needed a w and not an incomplete to medically withdraw and that took months and i had to oof i had to um deter myself from it because I was literally being admitted every month at this point and I was like I can't even worry about that but um yeah it took months for me to finally get my grade changed which is oh so fun 
but anyway my medical appeal was done and then I and then they informed me that I can't just sign up for classes after that I had to do a readmission I had to readmit into the college I was already admitted into so I had to appeal for that and that took a long time and I've gotten I've confirmed I can go back to college but um I'm technically on probation I'm sorry but I don't know um because I had to medically withdraw from my classes and my medical appeal was accepted I don't think I should be on probation because it's not like I was partying this whole time I have tons and tons of medical discharge papers that you can look at if you want to see it. You know, I've, I have the work. If you want my GI doctor to write you a letter, if you want my NEF team, NEF as in nephrology, as in renal, as in kidney, if you want them to write you a letter proving that I was very sick, I can also get that, so... It's just a little frustrating that I'm on probation for doing nothing wrong. And this is why I say I feel like I'm on punishment all the time for being sick. Like, (laughs) why do I have to be on probation? It's not like, oof, oof, oof. Why am I on probation? I didn't do anything wrong. My health deteriorated. And I could no longer go to school because I couldn't even wake up in the morning. That's how weak I was. Couldn't eat food. Could have, I almost fainted in class multiple times, but I'm on probation for having a medical reason to withdraw myself from school. But I'm on probation. So I emailed my advisor, but guess what? Because it's registration period they said they can't get back to me until 10 business days and guess what it's thanksgiving next week so i'm gonna have to try to figure this stuff out on my own i'm gonna try to figure this by myself yay and it's technically gonna be my first semester because i didn't finish my first semester this is fun this is really fun if you don't understand i'm being sarcastic this is not fun at all this is tiring and this is the crap i've dealt with since high school it just continues to feel like i'm being reprimanded for being sick it just continues to feel like the world is telling me well you should have gotten sick you just should not have gotten sick and then you could have done everything that you needed like when I graduated well technically because I didn't I didn't go to graduate I wasn't allowed to walk on stage to graduate I uh, think NYC DOE New York State yeah New York State (sighs) yeah so I was like reprimanded for being sick and they wouldn't let me walk Um, And I was absolutely not going to walk with the class of 2020 because, well, first of all, I wouldn't have been able to. Um, Second of all, that's not my class. My graduating class was the class of 2019. And I, I believe 
since I overcame so much, like nobody expected me to graduate the year I graduated because I have such, I mean, I was on dialysis. <laughs> like that's a big obstacle. You're, it, it's, it gets in the way of you doing your schoolwork quite a lot. Um, yeah, so nobody really saw me graduating in 2019, and the fact that I was able to do it was a big accomplishment, but the DOE was like, well, you still have two credits that you had to gain, so you're not allowed to walk in the graduation because you'll be graduating after graduation. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, no matter how hard my school advocated for me, the DOE was just like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great so so positive you know they always give these people the benefit of the doubt i'm always given the benefit of the doubt um <laughs> i said i was gonna try to be more positive but like i needed to record this late night episode because i need to get some things off my chest again um i had some really good moments this week that I was really excited about and I was feeling good about myself and I was like I'm gonna get stuff back in order and then this happens and they're like well you're on academic probation which they had put me on before because I I didn't have um what was it I don't even remember I have the letter I don't know where the letter is right now but they're like you didn't get good grades so you're on academic probation and then I was like well I'm getting a medical appeal so like why are you telling me I'm on academic probation? I'm literally getting a medical appeal. What are you talking about? But yeah, anyway, that's not really what I wanted to talk about in this episode. But to anyone out there who's having a tough time with college, um, I feel ya. And we're going through this together. Whether you're in college now or you'll be in college when I've graduated whatever the case may be, um, I am with you, because, wow, schooling, higher education, it's always, like, you have to get a higher education, which you kind of, not kind of, you do in this day and age, but, um, I just wish that things were easier, of course, everybody does, but, I wish that what did I wish? I wish that I wish that it was easier to I wish there was a better plan for people who do get sick and who do need help because the plans that we have in place currently are just not good. They're not good. And this is coming from someone who lives in a major city like what imagine people who are not living in a major city it might actually be better for them because like you tend to know people more in like the administrations and stuff i don't know but it's this is exhausting this is exhausting trying to get an education while you're chronically ill i will always say that that's one of the hardest things is like the one it's it's always devastating to get a um serious diagnosis when you're in pediatrics a minor or just someone who's like not regardless of your age a chronic diagnosis is difficult but there's an added stress and added difficulty when you are a pediatric patient 
and then there's another added stress and difficulty because you have to also go to school so not only are you getting this diagnosis at a young age knowing that you'll have to deal with it likely for the rest of your life you're also getting this diagnosis while you're in school trying to get an education um and not even like you don't even have a choice (laughs) yeah so that's that's fun this is why I say my illness is incorporated into the fabric of my being because I cannot function in society without my illness doing something it's not even my illness's fault it's like people the systems aren't in place to help people who have illnesses this is this is the life we live I've actually was watching some tiktoks about disability and stuff like that and um yeah, I I was technically labeled disabled um, when I was on dialysis, but now that I have a transplant, everyone's like, you're not disabled. Um, but, like, technically, yeah, I am. I still have a chronic illness, and it weighs heavily on my health. I get extremely fatigued sometimes. Um, there are numerous occasions where I could not walk and I had to use a wheelchair because my legs were so weak because I'm susceptible to getting sick and I just, you know, you don't know, but like I literally have a roller tater chair because that's how sick I was when I lost 80 pounds, you know? It's just, it's really, it's really informative, the TikToks I watch, which I never thought I would say those words, but, like, it's also really validating to see them because the TikToker I follow, um, I'll try to look up their TikTok name, but she was talking about how, like, in the disability community, um, it's still required to she was just saying how um in the disability community you're still like some people still require you to show a doctor's note that's like proving that you're disabled and she talks about how there's so many communities um particularly the self-diagnosed community that she's talking about that doesn't have a doctor's note but she's talking about like the subsets and how there are so many levels to it and there are reasons that you might not have a doctor's note being racism classism um sexism just you know as a as a black woman myself um I have seen my mother myself and countless women in my family not be taken seriously when they are having concerns I mean like I said my illness was was they thought it was just celiac disease they thought I just had a gluten intolerance um and they didn't really do the testing they were required but like it's happened to so many black women in particular because we're so we're less likely to be believed I mean I was asking about the treatment plan for my mom and they thought I was asking to give her more meds and I was like um no no that's not what I'm saying you want that to be what I'm saying because you have a preconceived notion of me but that's not what I'm saying at all um yeah yeah this is not I'm gonna try to make it positive but like I don't know if I can to be honest um 
I totally forgot what else I was saying. I was talking about the disability community and I'm trying to find her TikToks. I have found them. Um, her at is Crutches and Spice. She is so like, ugh. I've, I, I genuinely never thought I would learn from TikTok, but I have learned from TikTok and I've been watching like disability TikToks and it's like, ugh, it's really nice. Like I said, she like talks about I'm gonna just reiterate myself but she talks about how disability is a spectrum and I've realized that I fall into that spectrum you know my nephrology team was like oh after transplant you're gonna be healthy you're gonna be able to do everything you did before and everything's gonna be fine and then I had complications with my transplant and now I just I'm not back to my quote-unquote normal self like I can't do the things I did when I was 12 I'm 19 now and my body does not do those things and I'm okay with it I've adjusted to it but like they haven't they're they oh they're still like well why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing this and I'm like I'm trying my best but I can't take a brisk walk in the cityscape like I used to I just it doesn't I can't walk as far as I used to without getting tired you know which sucks because like I'm a New Yorker purebred New Yorker no not purebred but like yeah it sucks not being able to do the things I used to do and I used to beat myself up for it especially schoolwork the fact that I was not able to do the schoolwork that I used to do oh I used to tear myself apart um yeah I used to really beat myself up I'm saying used to hoping that when I enter school again I will not do this to myself but eh. yeah it's really jarring to see yourself change not necessarily for the better um it's not a decline but it's not a progression either it's just different and ugh it's it's not great it's not yeah it's something that's really affected me and I would beat myself up all the time in high school talking about you're not able to do the things you would you could do and you you were able to do before you're not like I just I didn't feel like I was worth it a lot of the times um yeah but that's besides the point no it is the point but I'm going on weird tangents. Um, I want to just say crutches and spice on TikTok. Thank you for um, providing a space for people to uh, learn more about disabilities and then also kind of find their place. It's it's been extremely educational for me and I am beyond appreciative, um, truly. But it's also like just really entertaining. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do with my platform. So it's really inspirational too um yeah I don't know what else to say no yes I do I told myself I was not gonna say that as much but yeah I just wanted to say I'm accepting that I I I do fall on the spectrum of disability like I got 504 forms in school which is under like title 504 which is like the disability act which I learned from another um creator who he is death he is cello man i'm sure you guys probably know who he is um but i thought i his tiktoks came up on my free youtube page and i was like um obviously i'll watch and he went into detail about like 
how section 504 came to be and Lamb was like oh listen I just made the connection that like 504 forms in school were related to section 504 and I'm like oh that makes sense um yeah so like I technically have a disability I go to the office of disabilities in college to see how I can better my college experience you know um yeah I think it's also just like still today even my doctors are kind of like well disabled is meaning like you're really having like actual difficulty with physical movement and stuff that's at least what I feel like they're portraying to me and it's also understanding that like I do have physical dis difficulties you know I I you literally told me I could not play any sports because if they if the ball hits me in my transplanted kidney then I'm donezo not donezo but like that's not that's trauma to a transplant that I don't want like that's you know it's just it's affirming that I can't do some things that I used to do and that's okay nothing's like I nothing's wrong with me like yeah my kidneys don't work but that's that's just kind of life at this point for me um yeah if it makes sense I hope this is making sense but that's kind of what I've come into the realization of recently um and that disability is on a spectrum you know I was like well I'm too able-bodied to be disabled like honey you have a kid transplant able-bodied where like your kidneys your native kidneys failed sweetie what are you what are you talking about what are you talking about like yeah sure I can I can use my limbs and stuff but like again disability is a spectrum and I fall under it and sometimes the spectrum there sometimes I'm more on the spectrum than I was before um yeah I mean I have a rotator chair before my grandparents like this is this is my life and I'm accepting it so I realized that I've talked for 22 minutes about um my illness <laughs> but this podcast is an outlet for me to talk about like my illness and things like that yes um it's also like I I think I said in my like little blurb description but like it's also just a place for like finding yourself yeah I have an illness and I'm gonna talk about it a lot because it literally leaks into everything I do I mean I can't go to school without it something happening but yeah I kind of wanted to talk about more about isolation and loneliness because um I was watching a YouTube video about the art of being alone by Amanda Mariana and like I've seen like a lot of these coming not I was gonna say like coming up on my for not for you page my suggested list but like I've seen a lot of videos talking about being alone and how it's good to be alone and stuff like that which I agree you should definitely feel comfortable in being alone however I don't know if this this is like a sign telling me to get more comfortable with being alone but like I feel like I've been alone for five years now like, of course I have my family, but, and I love them, and they've been a fantastic support system, but I would like to talk to people my own age and have friends, you know, 
I have close acquaintances. I have people that, um, I don't know. Like, I have people, like, I have followers on Instagram. People that are from my, like, high school that I genuinely enjoyed talking to. But, like, I also never took that step. And I do not know how to navigate that world where you take it out of a school environment. Like, where it's not just hey we see each other in school we have fun and stuff how do I take that out of the school environment and put it into quote-unquote the real world I don't know how to do that (laughs) and I'm navigating that see what I did there maybe I should go to sleep (laughs) maybe I get corny when I'm tired who knows because I don't know yeah just I've done a lot of thinking and reevaluating, especially during the whole pandemic. It's been a lot of reevaluating, a lot of things. But yeah, I I I'm kind of using this podcast as therapy right now. But whatever, um, because I have yet to meet my new therapist, which I am very excited to do. Um, I love therapy, and I think everybody should go to therapy. Everyone. I I don't care. I think everybody should go to therapy. Everyone. Everyone. At least once. Because it is so helpful. Like, it's so helpful. For me, at least. And it also means getting the right therapist. You know? if I'm so sorry if you had a bad experience with therapy because I have family members who have had horrific experiences with therapy. I've had a bad experience with therapy. And it really makes or breaks... Um, your treatment obviously but like yeah so yeah I want to talk about loneliness but I want to talk about this other thing really quickly I have been getting a lot of content on my for you page talking about um how doctors aren't listening to their patients and that oh makes my blood boil but it also breaks my heart like I Ooh, my heart feels heavy when I think about those kinds of things. Um, because it sucks. Like, flat out sucks. Um, and I also have been on that side where, like, of course, like, now I talk about how great my team is, but, like, I have a team of people. Not all of them have, share the same ideas. And, um, I don't know. Not everything, not all of them go about things the same way. That's what I'll say for now. But I've definitely, I've felt, I have felt invalidated by doctors, by some of the doctors I see now multiple times. And that, that goes into, um, also what I was talking about earlier about just like doctors not listening to you. Uh, specifically when I was talking about like my mom and like black women and like not, you know, you're listening to the same podcast I'm making, but yeah, so I just want to like give y'all a hug if you've ever been invalidated or not taken seriously by a doctor because, oh, I know what that feels like. I felt that multiple times. I've experienced it multiple times and it breaks my heart. Um, yeah, it's so easy to just be like advocate for yourself and push harder, but like someone said in one of the videos I watched they make you feel dumb they make you feel so stupid truly 
so my biggest piece of advice is you most likely know your body better than anybody else truly because when I got my transplant and they thought that I was experiencing normal transplant pain and it turns out there's actually fluid around my transplanted kidney um, I knew my body best they have seen many transplants in their lives but um, I knew that something was not right because I know my body and I listened to my body and I was right so you know keep keep that in mind um and my other thing is always get second opinions like I don't care who your team is if I always get second opinions if you can like this is also just like recognizing privilege that you can get multiple um multiple opinions and stuff like that so I I really it sucks when you realize the boundaries that are set in the medical world and how it's actually really difficult to try to keep yourself alive. Um, I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's easier said than done. But I want you to know that you're not stupid. They may have gone to medical school, but doctors do not know everything. Um, They don't because yeah they just don't every every single body is different every body chemistry is different every um body's physiology is different like sometimes you just don't know you know I have the thing is like you never want to hear a doctor say I don't know um I've heard that so many times where they're just like we're just unsure of what's causing this and I'm like that's fantastic but I'd rather my doctor be upfront and tell me that they really don't know what's going on than lie or act pompous and pretentious you know I advocate for yourself that's the biggest thing I can say which is like again easier said than done but that's what I did when I wasn't listened to and that's the best advice I can give you is to advocate for yourself and go get a second opinion ask for more tests if you can afford it you know do what feels comfortable for you yeah because and then if it turns out that it if it turns out that it wasn't whatever then like at least you have tests to like say that like I don't want just you I don't want my doctor just to just say well your symptoms don't really lead to that because okay but like symptoms that's enough that's besides the point I'm not gonna go into that but I want proof I want evidence that I don't have this thing okay I don't just want your professional opinion it's it's I'm grateful for it but I want actual tests stating that I do not have what I am worried about I would like I just okay okay um that leads me into another thing um, I got medical students again. Um, I haven't really talked about this before because I'm literally, I'm still, I don't even have 10 podcast episodes out, but um, through a program in my in my school, in my hospital, um, I am part of some people's curriculum, which is really cool. They like have to study me for their curriculum and know how to be doctors. So yeah, I get to talk to some medical students. Very fun, especially because I'm trying to be a nursing student. Um, it's really cool to talk to them um and I get to shape doctors of the future's minds I really do so 
I'm trying to shape their minds to not invalidate people. And, um, yeah, the hospital I go to is a teaching hospital, so they have many programs, and that's why I'm able to have medical students, um, talk to me and stuff like that. And one of my doctors is actually on the team, um, trying to combat racial bias, um, that is so prevalent in the medical community, in the medical world they one of my doctors is on the committee for my hospital to try and combat that and it makes me so happy to know that one of my doctors is doing that and it's like so cool and I'm really proud of my hospital for taking initiative of course the work is not done um but through my hospital experience I've realized that many many doctors are told to look at the symptoms and not so much the patient and not so much view them as a whole being and that's not how you should ever do medicine your patient is not just their symptoms your patient is not just their illness they are the sum of their parts um I don't know I was trying to get like poetic and stuff but yeah they are so much more than just their illness so I need you as in doctors, you as in doctors, I need you to fully analyze who they are, um, ask the, uh, whoa, ask about them, ask about, ask about them, ask about their likes, dislikes, stuff like that, they are human, they are more than their illness, I am more than my illness, I just love to talk about my illness a lot, and I've sort of ingrained it in my personality, but that's just me, you know, there are so many other people that do things all the time it's just I like to advocate um because I've learned so much from my experience um but yeah also not everybody who has an illness has to be an advocate that's something I've learned like I used to yeah that's something I've learned but anyway back to medical students yeah I'm trying to shape their minds to understand that um you have to look at the patient as a person and not just an illness I've said that multiple times but yeah I have had multiple medical students um I actually reached out to them recently because I was thinking about them during the pandemic and um yeah it's really nice to catch up with them they're like all over the world now not all over the world all over the (laughs) all over the country now and um I can uh it's really nice to know that like I wasn't their patient but I was like maybe one of their first experiences and yeah it's nice to know that like I helped meld the doctor's mind because I did I will take credit I will absolutely take credit but um it's nice to know that like I helped them become doctors like one of them which I definitely consider a friend but they don't live in the state anymore so like what are we good we can't hang out especially now but um, one of them I definitely consider like a close friend. They are amazing. Um, and they always tell me how the stories I told them, um, re- they've like stuck in their mind and they think about them whenever they're interacting with patients. And that makes me so happy. Ugh, that makes me so happy. Like, ugh, I'm not gonna cry. I'm not emotional. I'm trying to say that so I don't get emotional but yeah it makes me uh, so happy that I was able to teach people through my experience oh it was so cool yeah and then um my other medical students who I was like part of their curriculum 
um, they learned dialysis with me. It was, uh, it's just really, a really cool experience. And I'm very grateful to have that because, um, not only do I teach them, but I learned from them as well. Um, and that's how I knew I want to become a nurse because I don't, I'm not trying to go to medical school. That's a lot. That's a lot. They would, I would like, I know it's a lot cause I've seen them go through it. But yeah, my new medical students are really awesome. I'm so excited. Um, I don't know how long I'll like have them for. Hopefully a year. Oh, very excited. I got to FaceTime with them. I've never FaceTimed with medical students before because they usually come see me in person. But yeah, it was such an amazing conversation. And I get to tell them how to treat people and to like... Oh, one of them even said like I wish you could come to our class and teach people this and I'm like I would love to because here's the thing a lot of people go into medicine for the money you'd be surprised in high school I was hearing my peers talk about they want to go into medicine for the money and I'm like you're going to be treating people these are people these are not just cases these are not just like it's not just like a computer that you have to fix. This is a person. I didn't talk to them about it because I was like, you'll learn, hopefully. But like, it was insane to see that people still think that way. Like, I knew people still thought that way, but like, children, like, let come on now. We, in high school, you're like essentially a child. Like, please. Um, like, you're. To think that way now as a 17 year old to just be I'm in it for the money ooh, that very much concerned me that made me scared that made me scared I was ooh, no but yeah I would love to be a part of like an actual class that instructs future doctors to like actually or just future people in medicine to like be human and treat it's a human you're treating like that's a human their life is not just consistent of the hospital like they have they're a well-rounded person hopefully but they're like a whole they're a whole being please it's not just the illness oof I don't know how to describe it but yeah if you're just going into like nursing because it's a good job and you get paid a lot, please don't. If you're going to any field where you're going to be treating people and interacting people for the that's like the main point of your job, please don't do it for the money because you will get a rude awakening. You really will. You really will. Oh, you really will get the rudest awakening. Mhm. That's all I have to say. Don't go. Mm. Mm-mm. no so yeah it was cool to have my medical students say like that they would want me to teach a class because I really do I really do I really want to teach a class like I hope anybody who's going into medicine listens to this podcast because I have some gems in here please be nice to people no matter if it's pediatric or geriatric whatever like ooh. And I know that I get, like, treated nicely because I'm in peds because I've had to go to adults now that I'm 19. And, ooh, the treatment there is very different. Like, crazy different. Um, and I don't like it. <laughs> I want to stay in peds for as long as I can, which I can stay for 
quite a long time because I am very ill. When you're very ill, you get to stay in peds for a little bit longer, so. <laughs> yeah, that was lame. That was corny. Yeah, it's definitely like because it's 11.04 p.m. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I'm not going, I'm not currently in college, but I still have a college student schedule where I like wake up at noon and go to sleep at 12. You know, the vibes. Just kidding, but not really. It's also just like insomnia and my sleep schedule being disrupted because I'm at home all the time. Stuff like that. Even my doctor is, this is another tangent, but my doctors are like, go out for a walk. And I'm like, you want me to go out for a walk? And at, at, like now, during this, during this time, during, during a time where I, I don't feel safe outside. They're like, yeah, go for a walk. I'm like, I don't, mm. Listen, I was already sick during the pandemic. I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. I'll take, I don't want to take my chances. I don't want to take my chances. Yeah. This is the 41 minute mark and I haven't talked about what I really wanted to, which was loneliness because a lot has been on my mind currently. As you can tell, it's it's college, disability, medicine, um, the mistreatment of people who just don't fit the status quo i'm sorry i'm listen i'm sorry i got kidney failure okay and i'm sorry that i just want to go to college without being put on probation i don't know what i did to somebody but apparently they're not appreciative they're not not appreciative they're not happy that I am trying to get a higher education for myself and I'm sorry I shouldn't have done that I guess don't really know what you want me to do but I'll I'll, I won't do that okay I guess um yeah I wonder should I talk about loneliness or should I just make another video another podcast episode about loneliness because like I ain't got nothing to do. I can go to bed whenever I want. Like, I have certain times to take meds, but, like, other than that, I don't really have a schedule. I'm trying to set one up, but, like, I don't have one. I think this is... No. You know what? I'm gonna talk about loneliness because I can have a long episode if I want to. Okay? All right. We're gonna have a long episode. Okay? Cool. Um, yeah, so I talked about how I don't really have friends, right? Cool. Um, and I felt completely isolated and it's just weird talking about my illness, which is so ingrained in my life. I acknowledge that, um, which it might not be for others, but my illness is so ingrained in everything I do that it's hard for me to talk about anything without talking about my illness. But it's really hard because certain people, if you're not in the world of medicine or just like accustomed to people being sick, it makes people uncomfortable um understandable so I also am socially awkward have social anxiety and don't know how to take friendships outside of a scholastic environment (laughs) um so I need help but yeah being alone I've been very lonely and alone for a long time been alone for I've I've I think I'm comfortable being alone I think I am you know, I said it's been five years now since I haven't really had a friend that I, like, actually hang out with and, like, 
call and text and stuff like that. It's been a long time. I would say since eighth grade. Because I don't know what, I don't know how to navigate that world anymore. Like, it's so much more different. Well, for me at least. For other people, it's not different when you have a chronic illness. For me, it is different. Um, But I also have other obstacles like my social anxiety. And I don't know how to navigate it. And that's why I was going to therapy. Because um, my therapist was helping me navigate that life. And it's like also just like thinking that nobody likes me and stuff like that. And that's all. That's another thing. But yeah, I've been really putting myself out there and trying to make friends um, through social media because I don't know how else to do it. I'm not making friends outside. Please. Uh, no, I would. Li- I am very happy staying at home. Please. I would love to get fresh air, but I'm also like would not love to get fresh air. Okay. That's where I am at right now. But like, how do you make friends? How do you make, how do you, how, how, how? it's so hard in college and then it's so hard because like I'm in and out of college because like I have things to do and then I'm gonna have to do zoom university and I'm like how do you make friends on zoom university because I don't even have established friends in my college yet ah and any of the friends that I would have that were established are like they've probably progressed and like are going to bigger and better (laughs) courses and I'm like stuck in my first year courses because your girl got sick so what do I do? What do I do? You know, I wish I had a choice to be alone. That's really what it is. It's like, I don't, I no longer have the choice to be alone. I'm just always alone. Like, again, I love my family, but like, I can, I, I need a break sometimes. And I just want someone, I want to talk to someone that's my age that I'm not related to and just like have stuff in common. You know, I want to talk about like YouTube and stuff to someone I like talk about it with my mom but like she's interested in other things you know and that's totally fine but like uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about things with someone that like I want to learn about what their likes and interests are you know yeah I miss having friends it's very lonely out here for me art of being alone I've really I've really gotten accustomed to being alone I'm very good at being alone I'm very comfortable within myself that's why I started a podcast because I'm so comfortable being with myself that I have to talk to myself duh I I, I'm attempting to make this podcast to maybe get friends not get friends that sounds so weird I want I'm gonna get friends acquire friends is that is that a better way of saying it I don't know. I just want to talk to people. <laughs> I just want to talk to people. I just want to talk to people. Like, human interaction is so low <laughs> at this point, And I just want to talk to people. I love talking to people about medical stuff. I love talking to my med students. Oh my goodness. That FaceTime was an hour and it was mostly me talking. And I loved every minute of it. Loved it. Um, it's really cool to get to like, like, that's why I started this podcast is because I had to do like essentially this with medical students multiple times. And I was like, um, I enjoy this. I'm liking this. Um, yeah, that, that meeting new people and then being med students was really nice. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll be friends with my med students. I don't know. Wait, that's a good idea. 
not me giving myself therapy on a podcast but yeah I think that's my next attempt because um the whole making friends online thing is not working I have too many trust issues for that I'm too much of a pessimist to do that so yeah um I'm gonna try to make friends with my new med students yay see see this was really like no this was really a therapy session I talked about my grievances and then I worked it out on my own to find a solution holy crap my therapist would be so proud of me oh my goodness oh my goodness she would be so proud of me yes I feel good now I feel good about what I've done um yeah I'll I'll I won't keep you updated because, like, that's my personal life. However, I overshare on the internet anyway. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't- oh, we're, again, we're not saying negative things like this. I do know what I'm doing. Sometimes I lose my way, but I know the path I'm on and I like it. See? This is what we're doing. We're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting it. Hopefully. I'm trying to establish good habits so that I don't continue to mess up my mental health. Um, yeah. I did CBT before, and I love CBT. CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. So I'm, I, I want to do more CBT stuff like that yeah so anyway I was just talking about how I felt lonely and extremely isolated and it's a result of how um the schooling system really hindered me but also my illness and how I was on dialysis all the time so I couldn't actually interact with people and now that I have free time to interact with people I don't know actually how to interact with people and I have a bunch of free time on my hands because I'm not currently in school, but other people are struggling with school right now and I just don't really know what to do with that. So yeah, I spoke really fast in that last portion. Sorry if you didn't understand it. Ooh, speaking of disabilities, but also making things accessible to everyone, um, I'm going to try to find out how I can like make a transcript of my podcast because that I wouldn't hate doing that. Um, I would actually love to do that so it's accessible to anybody. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna look for ways to make my podcast more accessible and stuff like that and have a transcript. And yeah, because, um, I want this podcast to be for everyone and anyone. Everyone and anyone. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. We're at the 50, almost at the 51 minute mark. Woo, 51 minutes. Um, and I think that's it. I tried to, I really wanted to make this upbeat, but, um, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I, I, I had a, I had a rough day. I tr- genuinely had a rough day today. Um, but making my podcast makes me feel better. The last thing I want to say is that, um, so my mom listens to these episodes because I like her input. Um, and I want to see if I'm, like, being genuine. Because I, like I said before, I don't really know who I am anymore. I'm trying to also figure out who I am. 
which is a whole nother thing in itself. I don't know my personality. I don't know who I am. Who am I? Um, so I'm on the road of discovering myself and also trying to find friends and going to college and figuring out life. That's why this is called navigating, because I'm navigating multiple things. Um, but yeah, so my mom listens to these episodes and she talked about how, um, my episodes about like chronic illness and high school were like <laughs> pretty sad. And I was like, well, I was feeling sad about it. I was going through everything. I was going through all the things that really affected me in high school and it actually made me sad. But while I was talking to my medical students, I kind of went over my history in like a more fun and upbeat way. Um, and it was actually really fun to do, um, because it's different talking to yourself on a podcast and talking to people. Oh, goodness. I talk to myself in a more negative way. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is, this is why I'm in therapy, though, you know? We're working on ourselves. We're working on ourselves. I'm only 19. I have time to work on myself. Okay? All right. But, yeah. I might re-record my story and like be more uh, not optimistic because like you know how am I supposed to be optimistic I'm not what's the what's I don't want to be optimistic or pessimistic I just want to be neutral but yeah I try to do a more like upbeat um retelling of my story when I feel like it because I'm not doing it anytime soon because I did one for three hours um but I did, I did essentially share my story in less than an hour to other people. But I, again, like the three hour long story was like more for me to recap everything that's happened in my life. Um, yeah, it was just more for me. Yeah, but I'll try to do a more upbeat one that kind of showcases the mul- multiple sides of my personality because we don't know who I am yet. We don't know who I am yet. You don't know who I am yet so we don't know who I am yet um I also have like a fashion crisis where I'm trying to find my aesthetic I like too many things to pick one aesthetic same with music you know I'll listen to cottagecore but also I was gonna say e-girl music but that's not a good representation but like you know I'm on opposite sides of the fashion spectrum multiple times um, love me some cottage core, but also love like a grungy all black fit, and I just don't know what to do. I like the juxtaposition too. Currently, my closet is filled with. Well, <laughs> currently I've been buying both types of pieces to depend on what mood I'm feeling, and I'm also like trying to. What's it called? I'm trying to um, organize my playlist. I'm sorry. I, can't, I When I'm recording these, I like am on my bed. So I'm like moving my blankets and stuff like that. Because I haven't gotten a desk yet due to the desk shortage. Um, but yeah, I like have to like move things while I'm talking. Um, I have to do something with my hands. But like that's not good for the noise. Um, yeah. So this is, this is who I am. This is who, this is who I am. But yeah, um, I like so many different types of music. I like a really sweet, soft music. And then I like, I don't know. I don't know what genre things fall into. 
currently Spotify is just like, you like indie music. And I'm like, but that varies so drastically. Um, to give you a taste of the people I like to listen to, um, I like Chloe and Hallie, but I also like JPEG Mafia. So, you know, um, <laughs> what, 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 just what, what are you doing? Anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk about music my next episode. And I do have a running list of topics that I want to talk about so that I won't be like, what I, what do I want to talk about now? This was a cohesive episode, I think. I, this was, my last episode was probably more cohesive, but like, this is, this is progress for me. Okay, cool. Um, I was going to say, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for making it this far. Um, I made another long podcast. Sorry. No, don't say sorry. Don't say sorry okay we're working on it we're working on it but thank you for listening and i'll catch y'all again on the flip side i really like saying that okay bye